Happy Holiday Guardians. Today is Friday, December the 23rd, 2022. My name's Dan Finity, and welcome to Destiny Digest. Bit of a slow news week this week. We got the new Operations Seraph Shield. Uh, we got the nodes that are coming up. I've got a lot of winter weather coming my way. So I wanted to make sure that a, an episode went out before we got hit. And hopefully my internet stays up throughout the entire thing. But in case it doesn't, uh, I have an interview here with Big Daddy Tej to tide you over until next week. Next week is when I'll be focusing probably more on my thoughts on Operation Seraph Shield just so I get a few more runs in on it and uh, to relax and celebrate the holidays with my with my loved ones, with Jenny and, and everybody. In the meantime, if you're around on December 28th, 2022, that is Wednesday, I will be doing a charity fundraiser for Second Helpings, which is a food rescue charity based out of my hometown of Indianapolis, Indiana. Last year, me and my community were able to raise $5,000 for the cause. This year, aiming for 10K, and later today, I will be putting out the charity incentive sheet to share around the internet. So keep an eagle eye out for that on my Twitter, my Instagram, everything else. So without any further ado, enjoy this episode with Big Daddy Teach. Uh, welcome, Big Daddy Teach to Destiny Digest. How are you today? Thank you so much. I am well. Good. I am well. I'm. Uh, I'm. I would say I'm well rested, but I'm not. I stayed up too late falling at the gates of the lighthouse last night, and um, mm. so I. I, I so but thoughts. I'm awake. I'm here. <laughs> I have. I have a a, a coffee uh, made up of two separate K pods because okay. um, of a of a of a reservoir mishap that will be outlined on the coffee. So subscribe, get, get Dan <laughs> uh, bonus content. Um. So I'm. I'm. You know. I'm here. I'm functional. I'm. I'm ready. So what K pods do you combine? Well, so so this was one where I I, I because the reservoir was out, I I did one and mm -hmm. then I, I I didn't get very much coffee. And I have a weird like OCD thing about like reusing the same pod. Okay. So I stripped the pod and mm -hmm. and put in another one of the same and did another coffee like in the same mug of two like so it's, so it's like a two pod coffee. No, which, I, get, I get that. You know, Keurig, I, I love Keurig. I think it's the most convenient kitchen appliance in my house. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, the coffees, you know, it's a little watered down. It's a little, it's a little softer flavor if you yeah. do the bigger sizes. So sometimes if you want strong coffee like I do, mm -hmm. you got a double pod with a smaller yeah. amount of water per. Yeah. We we used to do something at the band house called Super Coffee. And it was, you would you would use the old grounds but you would add new grounds to it. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. We oh. were heathens. We were degenerates. Don't and tell anyone who's like a coffee. Like, I don't care, but like, don't tell anybody that story. Who's like a really intense coffee. Shout person. out to my sponsors. King coasts. What's up? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Roman. I'm sorry. I tried to stop him. Look, I, I really my did. Youth. It was before they even existed. It's fine. It's fine. Not only is Dan using K-Pods, which is completely besides the point. I'm allowed. I'm not sponsored. Okay? I can do what I want. You, sir, are, are in void of contract. Oh, I'm a devil. Anyways, well, <laughs> welcome in 
why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet just in case they don't make it to the end of our conversation? <laughs> they probably won't at this rate. They will. I they thought will. this was a fine. destiny show. They're talking about coffee. You and, know what? And- the holidays are upon us. Everybody's That's kind right. of, it feels like everybody's in kind of a lighter mood. Like, I feel yeah. like this is, I feel like this is fine. <laughs> this, is, this is fine. Yeah. This yeah. is fine. Um, well, I'm Big Daddy Teach. Uh, you can find me everywhere good social media sites are sold. Um, and uh, <laughs> usually it's Big Daddy Teach. Unfortunately, there is a, there is like a completely absentee user on Twitter who has scored that name um, uh, before me. And uh, I'm, I'm really, really bummed about not being able to have it. But uh, if you look me up, BD Teach or Big Daddy Teach on everything, um, I'm sure that you'll find me. In fact... I am a more relevant search on Twitter for Big Daddy Teach than the absentee user who actually has the handle. So, what does that tell you? There's there's now a 19-year-old girl who has Danfinity on Twitter. Uh, yeah. They they were 13 when I started. Right. <laughs> right. So... <laughs> right. And like, you know, not to sound weird, but have we DM'd the 19-year-old girl to uh, so, to, to to see what's what? Occasionally People will tag me in things, but they'll tag mm-hmm. her on accident, and she'll she'll respond back like, "People keep responding to you as me, yuck," or like something like that. And my only response back to her is like, "How much for the at?" <laughs> Honestly, how much at this point? <laughs> well, you know what's funny is like I and I've been hesitant to to uh, to take the necessary steps to to talk to my Twitter doppelganger yeah. because. One, I'd have to follow them. They don't have open DMs, which okay. I don't want to do because their content is um, dicey oh, at best. Okay, um, you're afraid of borderline in, inappropriate. Yeah, which also is not a great look for me, um, <laughs> especially when I did a charity drive for an organization I won't name, and they tagged that person instead of me in their special. Uh, this person is streaming for us right now. Tweet. Fantastic. Um, yeah, pretty great. Uh, <laughs> And so, so that's so that's one thing. And and the other reason is is because the second you tell someone that they have something of value that you want, oh, even yeah. if it means the nothing, price goes to up them, immediately. It's all of a sudden this. <laughs> oh, I've had this handle forever, and blah blah. You don't care. Like, you, <laughs> put an underscore on the end, you lunatic. You have two followers, and you tweet once every nine months. Like, just stop. But like <laughs> now, it means something. What do you What do you want? What are you willing to give me for my very special? <laughs> thing i've had forever you know it's yeah. like gosh that's why i just got it on hive and now whenever yeah. she reaches out to me after she blows up and becomes some sort of pop star or something yep. then i'm gonna have the upper hand i'm gonna be like right. oh old musky out here running the the other platform into the oh ground gosh, i got something man. of worth to you why don't we trade trade okay me. here's a fun here's a fun okay. idea let's not talk about the horrible state of twitter because that's okay. a sad and depressing topic but let's talk about the awesome state of hive and its potential because i really hope it's becomes a thing it's it's a very good social media platform it's it's it is a social media platform in its youth and it is very <laughs> it is it's endearing is it is it very is. endearing it is very earnest mm-hmm. and we'll see how that goes in 10 years but anyways yeah. <laughs> I, I i think i think as much as it was necessary for them their two-week hiatus to bump security was probably the worst thing that could have ever happened to them ever or the um, best thing because well, like it shows that they uh, wh- are actually talking like they're awesome. true yeah no for them it's great but what yeah. i mean is like i'm i i watched the the reviews on the app store went from a 4.8 to a 3.2 because mm-hmm. people couldn't use the site i'm i'm wondering if in that in that that week where everyone talked hive was the conversation right yeah. they got shadow banned on twitter they they were the center of attention 
And then they had to go offline. To, I wonder if their post cadence now that they're back is just, you know, like I, I, I wonder what the impact was of that to their like, you know, at, at their hypest of hype. They had yeah. to they had to be like, sorry, we have to go. <laughs> Much like a later later half of a season in Destiny 2. Oh, <laughs> no. Bringing it full circle. I'm kidding. <laughs> right I'm, back to what the whole reason we're here for. I'm known for my segues. Anyways. Mm. So, Teej, um, mm. you got started out on Mixer, right? Sorta. Sorta? Okay. So like you want to you want to know the truth of it? Yeah. You know the dark and, and shady truth of it? Let's get into your whole your whole thing, man. So I uh I quit a, a really toxic job mm-hmm. back in 2017, very early 2017. I hadn't worked there long. Um they asked me to compromise my integrity in ways I was not willing to do. Mm-hmm. And um I decided, you know what, I have to I can't I can't wait for this to either iron itself out or me to find another opportunity, so I have to I have to get out of here. And, uh, you know, luckily, uh, my wife and I were at a point in our, our life where I, we could we could manage that and afford to do that, where mm-hmm. I didn't have to, you know, immediately transition. And um, so when I when I was done with that job, my my wife said to me, you know, maybe you should just, you know, in the meantime, take a, you know, take a few weeks and, and just kind of reset mentally, you know, maybe do a little stream, you know, try it out. I never streamed before. I watched streamers, but I'd never tried before. Mm-hmm. So early 2017, I did my first stream on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um and it was haggard and awful. And there are clips somewhere on my channel that that still show how you know terrible it is. Your first time you ever try to do those, yeah. Um, and and I I think at that time when I was on Twitch, I'd stream on Twitch for almost a year. And uh, I I at that time I was really trying to figure out who I was going to be as a as a as a streamer. At, you know, because I didn't really know much about it. And um, I really <laughs> Mixer was the best thing that ever happened to me because I it gave me a reset after I made some really just not great choices yeah. about who i wanted to be as a streamer and um you know you look at do, like, do you want a persona do you want to be totally authentic do you want to be an edge lord do you want you know you make all these choices about how you want to present yourself and i quite frankly wasn't happy with many of mine mm-hmm. and so yeah so technically yes i say that my 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 stream really my stream birth was mixer but it was it was sort of a, a rebirth because um from the ashes almost from, yeah. from the ashes of past mistakes, I, I think we all have those. Um, I yeah. started out on PlayStation, so like I, I streamed from my PlayStation onto Twitch. Whoa! And so the production quality was insane. Dude, you're so cool. Uh, no, no, <laughs> I wouldn't That's say cool. that, man. There was a period of my life where I was playing Final Fantasy 15 to my one friend Justin, uh, Beautiful. and he was in chat. And anytime I like. I forget. Shout out to Justin. Yeah, shout out to Justin. Uh, he's the real OG. Um, <laughs> when I, I forget what it was, but occasionally, like I would take shots of uh, tequila of Tito of Tito's. Good. And- oh, <laughs> oh, that you were really. I yeah. was really. I thought you were going to say something about shots, like like in the game. Like yeah, no, it was, it was, or, it nope, was okay. It was Tito's, and uh, right. I was right on the money there. That's I, unexpected. It was in our it was in our bedroom, and so I had the the PlayStation camera up until Jenny was like, "I don't feel comfortable having a camera in our room," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no, yeah, that makes a hundred that yeah that yeah. makes sense." So because Sony has such an awesome reputation with network security, privacy. And, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Yeah, I I just wasn't thinking at the time, and like I had been in bands previously, and had I used some of my knowledge of of mm-hmm. how to build up a band on social media in the early days of setting up Twitch and everything, I think yeah. I would have been in a much better spot. But I was just like a babe in the woods, doe eyed, 
Like, yep. oh, there's, mm-hmm. I got, I got a camera. I got a, I got Blue Yeti microphone. I got Blue Yeti microphone. I used a Blue Yeti. I did. Do, that's the one. Real that's long. the one there. And then the, the green screen here is the one that I've used the entire time. It's just, wow. yeah, man. Wow. It's nutty. So how, how'd you get into Destiny? Oh, man. So, so way before I was streaming this, back when D1 was in beta, you know, I, I originally, I, I was probably the biggest Halo fan that I knew at the time, mm-hmm. way, way back. And, and, and ready? Here's, here's another, here's another hot one for you. <laughs> You're on the Halo 4 is the best Halo. So just stick that in your Put it in the twit longer. Yeah. Put it in the twit yeah. longer, kids. Uh, no, I mean, I think, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm not coming at this from a very much a multiplayer competitive esports perspective. I come at this from a narrative world building, you mm-hmm. know, the, the more of a single player experience. I was a book reader for Halo. I had, I have a six foot Master Chief statue downstairs. Um, like, I, it was my life for a long time, and uh, I, I felt like their narrative quality and storytelling in four really exceeded that of what the previous three games have been able to do with the Chief's dialogue and his interactions with other, uh, you know, characters in the story. And I felt like I, we learned a lot more about, you know inside his mind than we did previously. You know, he felt more like doom guy in halo one, two and three, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. go place, shoot things. <laughs> ah, you know, like, um, go, so, go, go, so, go. yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, so I, a big halo fan and, 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 and Bungie, obviously, you know, I was familiar with Bungie new project. I think a lot of people felt this way. Like, Oh, the new, the new Bungie thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember playing the beta and I, I'd never, I was very much a, a, a sheltered console gamer. So I'd never played an MMO. I never played wow or anything like that. And, and, and playing destiny's beta, which of course included like a strike patrol and you know, something else. I didn't understand what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I remember playing the beta up to level eight, which was the max. And, um, I, I spent hours on patrol, picking up patrol beacons, thinking that was how you progressed the story. Oh, oh yeah. Like, okay, well, there's another beacon. And I'm realizing, like, I've done 40 of these. Like, it's <laughs> like, this isn't like going anywhere. I'm still on this one place. Maybe it'll change in the launch game. And of course, it was the same, but you had these story <laughs> missions on these planets you had to go do. Anyway, so it, it really, it, Destiny didn't really click with me uh, until Dark Below. Mm-hmm. And I, I distinctly remember in Dark Below, I thought, you know what? I, I was looking at the achievements, I was a big achievements guy back then and i saw there was an achievement for doing a raid with all clan mates and i was mm-hmm. like oh i was in a clan in halo i kind of remember what that was it's like a little community friends play together then maybe i'll start one and mm-hmm. so i i started one and uh i saw somebody with a cool name at the tower and i just invited them to play and asked if they wanted to join my clan and uh and they did and then we kind of grew from there and started playing together more and more and um and when i i, I when i discovered the social part of destiny mm-hmm and engaging in these things together and talking about loot drops and, and, you know, and listening to, uh, you know, all the podcasts and, and, and things at the time, BCP and, and all these other great shows that were popping up and watching the streamers and things and started integrating into the culture. It was then it was like, Oh, this is going to be my heroine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, and so I, I, I pretty much since, since dark below, uh, I have been mainline destiny, uh, you know, almost every day my my wife calls it the other woman in our in it doesn't help that destiny is like a common like you know prostitute name so oh, it's yeah. like a yeah i like how you jump there instead of stripper <laughs> I don't, I, well i don't know if it's as big a deal if i spend time with the stripper that's more of a transactional yeah that's very true well i mean both i guess they're both transactional experiences yeah now that i think about it yeah yeah I don't really have a lot of experience in either of those uh, particular areas. 
but um, me neither. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Safe. Say good. Good answer. Good. Yeah. What if you were like, oh, I could tell you all about it here. This good so they dip. You know. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. So I mean, see, you know, I, I think that uh, Destiny's been. You know, it's it's. I think. Uh, do you watch anime? A little bit. Like I. I watch the occasional anime. I think the last one that I that I really invested in, hard into was rewatching Cowboy Bebop because that's kind of okay. like my vibe. Yeah. Okay, cool. So are you, are you familiar at all with Sword Art Online? Uh tangentially By name, a, maybe? a buddy of mine a buddy of mine was into it when, when okay. I was I was a little younger. So so Sword Art Online just did the, the the two sentence version is you go comatose to play video games. Mm-hmm. Um you know you log into a, a you know VR on steroids um your consciousness goes to play a game somewhere else and mm-hmm. you lie in a bed with a helmet on. And um you know, I think that Destiny for me is is my sword art, and that I don't expect to log in and, and necessarily progress. I just want to be. I just want to go and exist in mm-hmm. in Destiny's world. Um, and so that's kind of like that's I. It's it doesn't really matter what I do. I just I just enjoy building my own headcanon for my guardian and and being inside the environment and 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 existing in in the universe you know it's it's my it's my it's my fantasy world that i go and and retreat to yeah um you know even with no goal in mind Mm -hmm. what are what are some of your favorite activities to play uh if you if you look at the 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 api stats apparently i'm 60 40 crucible i don't think that that's uh (laughs) an accurate mental representation of how i think i spend my time but Mm -hmm. um i i guess i i like uh i like anything that that creates hero moments. So I don't mm-hmm. like strikes. Um, okay. I think that's my least favorite thing to do in destiny. Um, because I think that it's usually to do bounties, yeah. which means I'm usually competing with my match made teammates for the kills that I need on certain weapons and strike yeah. playlist. Um, and it's, so it's and it, and, it, and you have to do it really fast because somebody will speed run and, and finish the whole thing before you even get to the first checkpoint if you're not quick. Uh, and so I don't really like that. I like to do, um, like I would, I would, I almost, I, I sometimes like going on patrol. I usually like seasonal playlist activities. I do enjoy the crucible. I really like Gambit. Sorry, mm-hmm. everybody, but and, and bring back Gambit Prime. Seriously, come on. Like I bring back my roles and like my special invader stuff. And you know, man, what a beautiful time in 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 Gambit for for that. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's one of those like last season we did like panels on like the state of PVE and like the state of PVP, and then I was like. We should probably also do one for Gambit, and that like we d- we did it, and mm. the uh, Mech and Rev were were wonderful, and I actually like I played a little bit of Gambit to prepare for it, and I was like, well, maybe I don't dislike this as much as I think. I think a lot yeah. of I think it's just the redheaded stepchild in the situation of the core playlists, mm-hmm. and it hasn't had a lot of like attention paid to it, so. Yeah it falls by the wayside and gets a weird reputation because of that. It does, which I don't quite understand because you have, here's, here's a little funny irony for you. I'm really excited for iron banner to come back mm-hmm. and, and it seems like we're getting a, a, a you know, a cabal uh, defending a hill and you compete with a cabal to, to capture a hill with the other team, which sounds awesome. And essentially it's gambit without in, invasions or moats, which yeah. is just PVVP. So, and everybody's like, I can't wait for iron banner. I'm like, you kind of <laughs> got it, dude. It's like, it's right over here. in This yeah. green snaky playlist. <laughs> Except for you control when they go in, like yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> but I love you know the 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 
the duality of the Destiny community always, uh, always never, never ceases to amaze. Never satisfied and yet overly enthusiastic. Yes. <laughs> well, that's good. Like, so when did you start doing, um, cause I, I think, um, a lot of people who, who listen to this, if they if they don't already know you from your mm-hmm. streaming and everything, they'll pro- they probably know you from some of your voiceover stuff that you do on TikTok. I think that's fairly popular. <laughs> um, it's how do, it's how, been doing well for me. <laughs> how did you uh, get into voice acting, voiceover? Like, is that just something that you have been aspiring to do, or have you always done it? <sighs> Ever since I was a kid, I used to like repeat lines from movies and stuff in in character voices. You know, you know, it's whether it was singing Hakuna Matata in Timon and Pumbaa's voices, or you know, I, 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 acting like a Velociraptor after watching Jurassic Park at far too young an age. Shame on my parents. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, 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 and I, and so I would do these. You know, I do impressions sometimes, and I, I started to eventually do. Um, like a, a light, a little bit of shaxing on stream when I would do cool things in the crucible that I thought he should have commented on and he didn't. Um, and so I would make up my own like announcer pack basically to mm-hmm. kind of hype man my own plays. Um, boy, this sounds like an insecurity complex more and more. <laughs> I, the more and more I talk about it, dude. Uh, it, it all. Everybody fills a niche. Everybody's got a thing. <laughs> Well, the feedback was really good. They were like, hey, that's really accurate. Like, that's, you know, mm-hmm. this is really cool. You should do it. And then when I got into Gambit, and I listened to the Drifter, you know, for hours and hours and hours. I eventually started to kind of do some of that same thing, just, you know, when I would do cool stuff in Gambit. And um, and finally, like, in you know, in, in late 2020, I guess maybe it was early 2021. I can't remember. But it was like after years and years of doing this. Like, finally, I was like, you know, maybe this is like a thing I could just put on the Internet. And like, you know, oh. maybe it'll make people laugh or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, so I recorded my first one and I, I remember being so nervous and I, I was not I was too nervous to write my own material. My mm-hmm. if, you, if you if you anybody who goes back and my my first two TikToks ever are just quotes from Destiny, like just things the NPCs say, because I wanted it to feel very familiar and, and I was playing it very, very, very safe. Um, And uh, and eventually, you know, after the feedback was, again, fortunately for me, very good. Uh, I started to kind of custom write my own, you know, things in that would play off of the, some of the stereotypes that we we all give some of the characters, you know, like how Eris and Drifter bang on the side, and mm-hmm. um, you know that that uh, that that Zavala is really this this grandma in a giant blue man's body, <laughs> um, you know, like just these little things that that make them, you know, <laughs> who they are that we all kind of accept as headcanon, but they don't explicitly state it in the game. Um, that Crow is this, you know. Well, there's so many things to psychologically diagnose with Crow. I, I don't know if I could do it in a sentence, but we all know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. He's he's our favorite broken boy. Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, that's, I think that's, that's Crow in a nutshell, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I just want, want healing for him <laughs> in yeah, the same. game. Honestly. Yeah. But continue so i started doing them i yeah. just started getting and then and then um you know eventually i think because of those uh eventually i was asked to do the warlords project with um with reed and 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 drexis and mm-hmm. um with anubis that was probably one of the most fun more, most formal voice acting things i've i've done before mm-hmm. um 
I thought it was really like I, I, you know, I mean, it's even if it's a fan project, like it's it was kind of humbling to be asked amongst all of the Destiny creators to to bring life to the voice of Felwinter, somebody that we've never heard from in mm-hmm. the game before. And like, you know, to, it was a fun and very uh, in, intimidating responsibility, but it, it really opened the door to kind of be like, hey, this is really I really enjoy this. Yeah. Um, I think this is really, really fun. So, you know, I don't know. I, I It's never really been something that I've been like, oh, I really want to do that forever. You mm-hmm. know, like it was more just like, a, this is cool. I'm enjoying myself. Yeah. I'll keep doing it. <laughs> Heck yeah. Like, uh, uh, do you have any aspirations now to like work on other projects? Yes. Within that same realm? Yeah. I think I do. I, I, I you know, you got a taste for it, right? And mm-hmm. Become a little bit ravenous <laughs> with the. <laughs> I want to do this all the time. Dear oh, God. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, I think I think as as I have transitioned out of corporate marketing, which I did for for 10 years mm-hmm. um, and into being full time content creation, um, you know, the voice acting stuff has has really become a hobby that I'm not ready to throw a bunch of like, I'm going to make a demo and put it on a website and mm-hmm. get, you know, like it's more like my I'm doing this for fun now that I'm that I'm streaming for, you know, my job. Yeah. As they, as they say, but um. So, you know, I think I think if it, it doesn't mean that won't change, but but I'm not I'm not uh, I, I would love more like professional level opportunities, but I think I'm not exactly I'm not pursuing it. Gotcha. Or, uh, you know, adamantly. Well, you're very talented at it. And uh, and I I hope for the Thank best you. for you, regardless of what you do with it. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Um, so season of the Seraph. Yeah. How are you digging it so far? I'm a big sucker for anything Anna Bray, Rasputin, Warmind. Mm-hmm. I loved the season three, um, and and you know, and Mars and all this stuff. So and and she quickly became after she was introduced like one of my absolute favorite NPCs ever. Um, I don't know if you've read the comic book that launched alongside the the Warmind expansion I, way back when. I read that because it came out for like in free pieces. Like, yes. Yeah. I, I read that at the time. It's spotty. How sure. I remember same. Now. But I'm a huge fan but of just, Erica Ishii. I think she's a fantastic she's actress. Awesome. actress and, yeah, she's doing awesome. I love her. Um, yeah. And so so to have to have that kind of theme brought back and, and to be kind of in that space, the, the aesthetic, especially of the weapons and armor this season has been to me very top notch. So. I'm, uh, you know, the, the, the activity is, is more difficult than it has been previously, which is something that I've been asking for. Yeah. Um, so I, I like that it's a little harder. I like to, uh, you know, when I look for a recommended light, it just says this activity will always be five levels higher than you. Yeah. Um, which I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't overpower this, uh, in two weeks. Um, so I, I'm liking I'm liking the the loop. I I admit that that I haven't spent nearly as much time in the seasonal activity loop as I maybe would have normally or did in Plunder or other mm-hmm. seasons, and that's been mainly because of Spire of the Watcher. And I've been, you know, yeah. just in there every day since it came out, multiple times, multiple characters farming rolls and armor and all these different things. So, um, but I, I I am I am happier with this season than I am with with Plunder. I think overall, though I did enjoy Plunder quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, but this feels more narratively connected uh, yeah. and more relevant to our overarching destiny timeline than um, you know than Plunder did. Well, I, what was it? I, I saw it on Twitter that every series has their filler, has their filler <laughs> episodes, and, and filler episodes. yeah, season of Plunder definitely feels like that. Um, 
Do you watch Clone Wars, like Star Wars, the 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 Clone Wars show? <sighs> so so no, I, like I dropped okay. off heavily in like I think my fandom right now is primarily yeah. Destiny, uh-huh. and then learning production stuff okay <laughs> like those, wow yeah those are the two things that i'm really diving in whole hog on right now i've kind of fallen off of like marvel and and uh star wars and just sure. about everything else just i can't keep up with all of it if i want sure. to achieve the things that i'm going for yeah <laughs> so. yeah 100 dude absolutely yeah i i asked because they they there's a, a trope in in the clone Wars series is that they Every so often, we'll just have a, a random episode where C-3PO and R2-D2 go and do something stupid. Yeah. And I'm just like, we like skip those every time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, I don't want the droid shenanigans. I want, give me more lightsaber. Like, I just, <laughs> I just, I don't care. They're just going to make it back safely. I know the story. They don't die in these, you know, adventures. But you need those. Like, you need those. Yeah. I, I think, I think you need those moments uh, in that. In that instance, it sounds like it's it humanizes droids, which is is kind of a, a rad thing for me. Uh, I yeah, I do watch like um, Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix, yep. and the episodes sure. with the droids who are going through the apocalypse and just being like, yep. "How do humans live like this?" Those are some of the best, I think. Sure. Um, yeah. But going back to what you were saying earlier about like the difficulty, I mm-hmm. this year they seem to really be playing around with challenging our guardians in different ways not only with yeah. like the legendary campaign and witch queen but also mm-hmm. with like in the castleum we got the i think the castleum is the same way like you're always under a certain light level sure like yep. to push like when you're pushing into that yep um and now with uh the heist battlegrounds do you see we're we're approaching a new DLC sure. we're approaching a new it it feels like they are revamping a lot of the old systems mm-hmm. do you see a destiny in the near future where mm-hmm. they where light level is less important and difficulty takes over man i mean i still remember you know d1 when we had heroic and whatever mm-hmm. versions of every single thing in the game. I mean, yeah. there was, there was a difficulty selector for all of it, all the time. Um, and, you know, we're seeing that kind of come back as they've revamped nightfalls and strike playlists and maybe not strike playlists, but, but nightfall specifically giving, you know, five difficulties or whatever it is that you mm-hmm. can pick your, your level of challenge. And I think modifiers are a good way to kind of add in difficulty. I think that they have, um, you know, they definitely have heard the feedback about the grind for, light level mm-hmm. and i think that that's um i think that that's an interesting bit of feedback for for a couple of reasons and i i i, I want to get to your question but I, I think it's important to just point out that like i don't know if i have ever perceived filling that 10 point power gap as the main like uh right. incentive to play like that has, ne- I don't know if that's ever clicked that way in my mind that like, oh, that's why you, that's what destiny is. And mm-hmm. it seems to be that I'm, I'm very much in a minority, at least from a, from a, a, a social media perspective. Yeah. Um, that, you know, a lot of people view that, that 10 power climb as the, the thing that you do. <laughs> well, you're also the guy that ran like 40 patrol <laughs> patrols and didn't I set did. it down. <laughs> so I did. Like, yeah. True. <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, so, you know, I think that like, you know, do I see the potential for it to be either removed or made a lesser priority? Sure. You know, mm-hmm. I think that you could use, 
uh, light level in a similar way to how Final Fantasy XIV uh, uses um, character level, mm-hmm. which is to basically gate content. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, you just can't, you can, you can be as powerful, you know, as you want. Um, but, you, you, you know, in order to get into this thing, you have to be at least here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's sort of what's happening with Grandmasters. I think it's a little bit less, uh, it's a little artificial when it's seasonally rotated. You know, mm-hmm. like you don't unlock it permanently. Like it's a it's a thing you have to keep re-upping, which is a little bit different than than what I would say the Final Fantasy fourteen model is. But um, no, I think that it's uh, I think that it's a uh, I think there could be a version of Destiny that says you know we're just going to scale difficulty per player, you know, according to their personal power to allow everyone to play together all the time. Mm-hmm. I think you get into a little bit of a weird situation with the way that loot functions mm-hmm. with that because like the reward of adept loot in grandmasters is you you've accomplished this level of power level you've you've overcome this great feat mm-hmm. um and you know even if it was scaled it might feel a little bit bad to those players if you know a new light could kind of tag along mm-hmm. uh even if it was a grandmaster level difficulty thing and still achieve this loot that you know had to be earned right through other means by other players mm-hmm. i don't know it's like i think there's a there's an economy balance they have to think about there but um but i think yeah i mean it feels less and less crucial less and less important less and less of a focus every season it seems yeah um something something that seems kind of like a um a tide change is the addition of of guardian ranks into Mm. what our systems are going to be like when it comes to uh lightfall i'm i'm almost Mm. expecting that to be the gatekeeper like Mm -hmm. if you're not a certain guardian rank if you haven't achieved certain things within that guardian rank, then then that's where your the bar is set. So we're taking like almost like an account wide like rank system based on on activity, like activity. That's okay. what it like. I like that. When I saw that, like rep, that's what I like thought. Account about. rep. Almost, yeah. So like, and you can like after a bit, it seems like. It, it, it seems like there's, I, I think they said, 11 guardian ranks okay. to mark the new new to the veteran player. And oh, I'm sorry, you're talking about the system they talked about for Lightfall. Yeah. Okay, okay, then yes. I'm, I I thought this was your idea. I'm like, <laughs> no, gosh, no, no, you're no, a really no. smart guy. Not, this sounds really awesome. Tell smart. me more. I'm not nearly that smart. Tell me, okay. mo- tell me more. Okay, <laughs> f- sure. Forget I said any of that thing. I'm deleting this part of the episode. Um, but <laughs> no, the... Uh, like they talk about guardian ranks as being like a mm-hmm. zero to a like eleven thing, and then commendations kind of kind of figure into that once you get into a f- so uh, further uh, in. And that says to me that that we might be shifting from loot chases as what is the factor to experience chase. Mm. So I, I don't like know. that. I could be I could be very wrong in that. I probably am very wrong in that, but. The other day, I, I did. Uh, I, I was I was searching for. Um, we we're having a little bit, of, and you'll you'll know this is a content creator. There are quiet days mm-hmm. when when it's not bumping, yeah. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, we had I had a healthy amount of people watching, and I really wanted to create some great content. But I was trying to encourage people to play, and it was not a time when I had uh, an abundance of people who wanted to play, mm-hmm. and that that happens all the time. Um, but so what we did instead was we went into guided games raids, yeah, and just to see, right, just to. <laughs> Just to mm-hmm. just to just to jump around, and and um you know we went in and I had two slots and I filled them almost instantly for Last Wish, mm-hmm. which I did not expect. 
Um, one person, unfortunately, uh, had been sitting in a queue for 90 minutes. Yes. Um, which was a huge bummer. The other person only been sitting in a queue for 10 minutes, which was, uh, you know, good for them. But yeah. um, so we did this whole experience. And 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 because it was one of the first couple, I guess, that I ever done, I, I got an emblem. You, there's that series of emblems mm-hmm. for guided games that you can unlock the more you do it. And I thought, gosh, this is such a nice. I wish that they had kind of educated players more on this or or, or talked about it more, or made it more of a thing. And I remember in the Lightfall reveal, they talked about commendations and how there's going to be kind of player glows based on the feedback and reviews you get for helping. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you'll be able to distinguish yourself as a guide or whatever, or not a guy, but like, you know, as somebody who's been commended a lot yeah. or whatever. And I just thought like, man, that is going to be maybe the biggest motivator to drive what I play in Lightfall mm-hmm. more than any anything else in this game. And like, you know, I, I, I don't know how it's going to work with, with PVP and all these things. But I imagine that like if these folks that are already doing, you know, trials help on the weekends, mm-hmm. you know, that are already doing, have a way to show that they've done that beyond uh, 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 the Sherpa badge on, on trials report. Right. You know, like that, because that's cool. Yeah. But it's like, that's, you know, it's a nice third party gift that somebody else is doing and whatever. But like, you know, the more of those sorts of systems they start to bring into the game mm-hmm. that, that encourage the goodwill that I know already exists in the destiny community. Um, I, man, that's that's gonna really just. Uh, that's what I want. That's, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go nuts for that. If only the audio listeners could see the look on your face. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, audio listeners, so that, you know that you know that weird image on of that kid in the school that looks like he's taking a giant crap in the in his uh in, in you know he's got that like his face his blood vessels in his face are about to burst eyes bulging. That's kind of the face I just I just made. Uh, <laughs> so getting back you should, you should you should edit in a picture of that kid for the video one oh that, yeah the reference image that That's, everybody knows what it's, that'll mm-hmm. that'll be on the youtube for sure don't <laughs> don't you worry don't you worry sir that is okay. something that i will do um, so, <laughs> but um yeah so when they were talking about those systems that that kind of like spoke to me as as maybe if it doesn't usurp that entire system, then it sure. will. It will be, like you said, like a core motivator for a lot of people to 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 hunt those things out. Mm-hmm. Um, you had mentioned trials, and you said it yeah. before we started recording. You're like, I have th- some thoughts on trials because like, sure. you pl- you played this weekend. Um, yeah. So how? F- before we before we go there, how do you? What sure. are your thoughts on the sandbox? this season i love the sandbox okay i love the sandbox. i think the sandbox is great i think i'm, I'm seeing less lorenz which is is nice we're talking pvp specifically yeah. i'm assuming for sam yeah um you know i'm, I'm seeing a, a wide range a wide diversity of kids maybe aside from trials this weekend but we'll talk about that in a minute mm-hmm. i think when you get into the sixes queue especially and even in the comp queue you know we're seeing it, it's probably one of the most interesting weapon sandboxes we've ever had i mm-hmm. think that there are it's very hard to um there are so many things that are completely viable and uh, for weapons. And I think that you've got this situation where you can kind of get good on your own practice with a weapon you really feel like is an extension of yourself mm-hmm. and you can perform well with it. And I think that that's, that's nice. There are obviously archetypes that are underperformers and that's, you know, on purpose, you know, yeah. balance is not fun as they, as it would be as, you know, I think um, uh, that's not a game dev secret. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason why things are OP at any particular state in any game is that you know balance is not is not fun. Um, but <clears throat> I think that yeah, we I, I'm I'm a big fan of weapon sandbox right now. Yeah. Um, ability sandbox is a different story. Yeah. <laughs> um, that that's what that's what I've been seeing on Twitter a lot lately. Is that like yeah. people really feel that weapons um, have kind of found their place? And I like I like yes. what you said there, where it's like I can uh, where you feel like the um, it becomes an extension of of you as a player. So it it adds into player identity based on yep. what you're running there. Yep. The ability sandbox seems to be the thing that people are griping the most about. All right, so let's let's pause before trials because I think I have a I want to I want to get your thoughts on this too because okay. I talked a little bit about this with some homies yesterday and I think that this is a good a good a greater conversation to have with with your listeners and with you know the Destiny community at large. But as Bungie fully realizes, ooh, put the mic on. Uh, I'm really getting passionate here. The hands. Are yeah, I can up. tell, man. Um. As Bungie fully realizes their design philosophy for Destiny and the and the way they want this to to kind of not end but to to uh, we'll say we'll say climax for Final Shape and 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 you know the end of Lightfall and things, you know they are going towards this very RPG MMO build crafting thing. It's been happening ever since you know Forsaken really, where we see mm-hmm. further and further more and more things being added or changed to support intricate knowledge-based scientific builds that that encourage a specific type of play specialization in a specific thing um to lend to your fire team or your experience playing destiny and 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 when you do that well and efficiently you become quite strong quite Mm -hmm. powerful and i think that's on purpose and that's not a it's not a mistake it's not an oversight it's just that's what they want destiny to be especially in pve you know the 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 byproduct of that is that you have this you know, some of those things are not able to be balanced independently in the PvP experience. Um, some can, some are not. And I think that you're seeing more and more that they they are they are walking on incredibly thin ice and it's cracking under their feet about doing what they want and what they believe is best for the the game's design philosophy, the narrative and the and the player experience. And at the same time making sure that it's manageable and and you know tolerable we'll say in in the in the player versus player environment and i think that that's a that is a very thin like that ice could break anytime Mm -hmm. we're creeping closer and closer to the ice breaking and i think that that's that's where people people can see it i mean i think it's not it's not a secret i think you know i I, i'm a i'm a firm believer right now that uh, for a completely different reason you know we look at player data for a long time i think we all know that titans were probably the least played class Mm -hmm. in the game I mean, it was not a, you know, maybe up until, gosh, probably up until Witch Queen, maybe in Lorelei and things. I mean, they started to kind of make the shift. Mm-hmm. But we're looking now that that Titans are 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 have been, you know, they are they are the best kits in PVE and PVP. Yeah, Void and Arc Titans are the and Solar Titan are all three Titan classes are the absolute top echelon of kits across all modes in Destiny. There is nothing better than the Titan kit. And I think that that's obviously, you know, an intentional design decision to maybe skew some of that player data about, you know, whether their classes, they're investing a lot of time and energy and development costs into all three classes. And if it's, you know, a 60-20-20 split because of capes, mm-hmm. that's, you know, not a great metric, right? Like it doesn't really reward all that development time and effort. So you see this skew 
And so as a result of that, you know, with all the and combining that with the ability to do high level build crafting, you know, we have this this maybe slightly unhealthy ability sandbox for PvP where we're seeing this rise to prominence of of, you know, the Titans are having their moment in the sun and, you know, we're 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 seeing how that's impacting the PvP experience. Mm-hmm. And you know, you you see some of the top guys. One of the guys I I have a lot of respect, Frostbolt. You know, he, I think it's no it's no secret that that he's one of the best, of the best. And you know, he's he talks about in his content about how you know if you are not actively running high ability titans, you are hindering your own experience in PvP. You are mm-hmm. putting yourself at an active disadvantage. And I don't, and I think there's not like that's just a there's a there's a, an objective reality to that. And so, you know, we look at the weapons feeling great doesn't matter so much if, if, you know, if without abilities, you are at a disadvantage already. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's an interesting balance there that's happening. So, yeah, like I'm looking while, while you were, while you were speaking, I was looking at uh trials report had this, um had this tweet that they put out and said here's the weekly meta so far for trials players with a win rate of 90 percent and at least 25 matches play played uh friendship ended with void hunters now arc titan is my best friend is, is the direct quote from from the uh tweet um yeah, where it looks like me. i haven't seen that tweet but that doesn't surprise me yeah um i'll share it here in the call so you can see mm. uh so yes, you can please. see what i see um <laughs> but yeah Great. It looks like uh, Arc Titan takes up forty percent of use, forty two point oh seven percent of usage, with Stompies, Dune Marchers, Sight and Ramparts, Kepper's Sting. Yep. I think we see a pattern here. <laughs> like, yeah, it very much vindicates a lot of um, what you just spoke about. Um, what do you? Where do you feel like? Because um, if Titan kits remain strong. There, it seems like there always has to be some sort of push, like some ebb and flow right. of ability. Uh, yep. You know, like Pokemon. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> it's a great example. You know, uh, yes. You have to you have to be able to to, uh, to use water Pokemon or rock Pokemon or else it doesn't work. Um, That's right. So where do you f- feel? What do you feel could come up? the dangerous thing here is that power creep is sure. is a thing that exists in video games. Yep. Um, what do you feel can come up um, in the other classes? What do you feel should come down in Titan classes? Sure. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I think you're starting to see a little bit of it in they're trying to compensate for the Titan kit with the weapon sandbox. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if that's the best solution. I'm not a game developer, so I don't know. I don't have the solution. But what I'm seeing as a player in the game is we're getting an excessive amount of hockey weapons. Mm-hmm. If we look at the last couple of seasons, oh, yeah. uh, you know, the Gambit has had its seasonal weapon has been hockey like three times in a row. Um, and the seasonal pulse this season is a hockey pulse. And we're seeing these things that like Bungie is saying, shoot the barricades. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're telling us to do that. And they're giving us there. And then we're seeing this rise in, in the under over perk. Mm-hmm. on on a, a wider and wider and wider variety of weapons so now it's like uh, and those overshields shoot them you've got we're giving you weapons that can that can shoot them um and i think that like you know as as 
as we get to that point that I made earlier about how people are, are finding the weapon that feels like an extension of themselves and they're practicing when they're getting good with it. A lot of the time, I feel like that doesn't necessarily uh, start with uh, an intrinsic singular perk or a trait. Mm-hmm. I think that it comes from feel, you know, weapon feel. This feels really good to me to use. I, I love Frontier's Cry. I know that 180 hand cannons are not uh, a super awesome choice right now, but I'm pretty damn good with one. And mm-hmm. I, 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 I perform pretty well and I outshoot a lot of the 140 classics that you see. Um, and I think that that's because I've, I've, I've worked hard to make that weapon feel like an extension of me and my play style and, and things like that. But to then kind of be told, but if you use pure poetry with mm-hmm. under over, you can get rid of those void barricades and overshields a lot quicker. It doesn't make me want to go and like learn pure poetry. It makes me, you know, like kind of just like, well, I guess I'll just keep playing harder with my Frontier's Cry to overcome these challenges because that's what I'm comfortable with. Yeah. So, you know, right. I think they are starting to introduce that that water to your fire type in, in, in the weapon sandbox. But it's it's tricky because that's not necessarily um, that doesn't feel awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. You know, things that probably to me, you know, coming up and down across the classes, you know, I think, I think, you know, aside from the arc melee, Warlock is, is completely underserved in, in PvP at, at the moment, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And by the way, my qualification for this, guys, I am not a 2.5 KD uh, trials carries every weekend kind of guy. I, I was about to ask you for your PhD. Yeah, so so my, my PhD is that I've gilded Flawless every season it's been available. I've gilded Unbroken every season it's been available. I play a crap ton of PvP. Mm-hmm. And I would, I am an above average player who has spent enough time in the playlist to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, 64, you, 60% of your playtime is crucible. So yes. you, yeah, that, <laughs> I play in there. Yeah. Um, it's, is it my favorite thing in destiny? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Do I enjoy it? Yes, certainly. Otherwise I wouldn't be in there playing. Yeah. It. Um, <laughs> but I think that, you know, you look at like, you think about, I, I think about this a lot from my own perspective as a, as an opponent, when I look at my opponent's team, mm-hmm. what scares me? Yeah. Right. What am I thinking? What am I clenching up? What am I puckering my butt cheeks for uh, when I see it on the other side of that trials? You know, two two teams staring at each other. What scares me? Mm-hmm. And it's not hunters or warlocks anymore. I you know, like I see a hunters and warlocks, and and I'm a hunter main, and I don't play Titan even though I know it's great, and because I'm bad, I'm bad at Titan. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't understand the play style, so I can't really adapt very well. Um, but on a hunter, I I see the hunters and warlocks, like okay, I can counter pretty much everything in that kit. The arc warlock melee is is incredibly oppressive when it when it does what it's supposed to do, um, and I think that people who discovered the waveform slash blink melee thing was that was a really smart. That's a very strong uncounterable thing, mm-hmm. um, and they have that. But that's one ability in on one subclass, uh, you know, and so it's not very appealing when you think about the rest of rest of it. Um, you know, hunters have had uh, a number of changes over the course of their <laughs> existence yeah. in the sandbox, and that's because of their uh, absolute majority dominance for years. <laughs> and I, I, I don't like. It's not my bias as a hunter man. It's just that's the way it is. Bungie themselves said we have every year the Guardian Games comes around. The hunters have to have like a negative handicap yeah. so that they don't win on quantity alone. You know, the, like it's there was uh, just side tangent. Um, I work at a library and mm-hmm. a lot of the kids lately, um, because they're on break, they have been coming into the library to use our computers to play games using GeForce now, which is very smart. I feel like that's, that's a very cool thing. Yes. Um, I saw my first guardian out in the wild yesterday. <gasps> Dude was rocking a hunter. He had he basically just started 
destiny and he's running the playlist and i was like of course you're a hunter (laughs) of course of course (laughs) of course because it's like the it's it of the three i feel like that speaks to more people the the rogue you know so totally Totally. yeah it's absolutely uh, it was interesting but continue sorry yeah so so but and you're right and so you know we've seen changes to you know i think back even in year one meta right when you had static roles and all these different things you look at how Wormhusk was changed, you know, almost immediately upon mm-hmm. its its time. And but then you had One-Eyed Mask. Yeah. A very similar exotic with a much better perk that was allowed to reign supreme for a long, 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 long time. You know, I think that you have things like Stompies, which makes hunters very mobile and very strong. We just had this negative fifty in aerial accuracy, uh, you know, or air and air effectiveness nerf that's 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 come to kind of, you know, to penalize up level play. And I think you see the uh, hunters, um, you know, having little to no damage resistance during supers, which is a, mm-hmm. a, a contrast to the other two classes that have a very high, you know, in some case. And that, and that obviously they, uh, is justified by the balance of golden gun can shoot you across the map, and you know, uh, you know, uh, spectral blaze is invisible, and you know, there, there are the there is justification for it. Yeah. Um, but I think that you see this this kind of. This kind of pullback and pullback and pullback. Warlock Nova Warp was was well, I mean way too strong when it launched, but it was you know now is 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 where nowhere. When yeah. was the last time somebody Nova Warp? You don't because it, you'll die. There's and you won't get any kills. And you, <laughs> I mean yeah, you know you, you have this 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 issue now where uh, in PvP, if you're a hunter and you're and you're thinking about your abilities and your kit, you either run you know uh, Blade Barrage because it's the fastest charging super, Stasis because it's the fastest charging super. Or arc with rise use because your super lasts until you're 100 and your kids have gone to college and graduated and had their own kids and mm-hmm. um and they're able to support you, know, you in the nursing home when you they you're will still support you in the nursing staff. home yeah exactly yes <laughs> still spinning it yeah. um and so you know I think that, 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 that you know there's there's this issue where when you look at the way that 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 titans have been built recently which is awesome by the way I love I love the titan kit I don't want this to be like become this bash on titans but it, it is no secret that between uh, Sightens, ramparts, barricades, uh, overshield barricades, uh, the added effects of all the different shoulder charges, whether it's burn, blinding, or suppression. There, like there is so much you can do on a Titan mm-hmm. all the time. Lorelei with healing on the spot. Oh yeah, uh, you know restoration is mean, still it really is good. Endless. I mean, heart of inmost light, getting you arc abilities, just cut storm grenades that track you and find you and last for. I mean, there it is. It just goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, that that the other classes feel like. Well, like what am, what do I have? What do, what do I get to? Mm-hmm. What do I get to do? You know, and and I think that that's um, that's interesting because I think it doesn't it that that alone doesn't necessarily, you know. It's probably giving Bungie the data they want, if I were to guess. Mm-hmm. And I don't know because I'm not I don't work there. But um, you know, I think that it it definitely is increasing the amount of Titans being played. Look at Trials Report and look at that tweet. I mean, I think that's that's no secret. We have the Titans are here, baby. They're <laughs> they're ready. Um and you're seeing people change from playing one class as a main to playing Titan because it is so so strong and power. So I, I don't know. I think that you need to probably uh, to avoid power creep. You know, the obvious answer is to to pull back the Titans a little bit. But mm-hmm. I think the Titans are fun. I don't necessarily want that to be the solution but i also don't want the original nova warp uh to come yeah. back or the the original guishan vest uh spectral blades to come back i think that was those are things that are just too too powerful i loved my back flippers but yeah i agree you know <laughs> it's, it's just so, one of those it, it's funny that i don't i don't see that at all in the crucible anymore it's no it's um i don't i don't play that often 
I play mm -hmm. basically to get pinnacle. Sure. And then to get my seasonal triumphs done. But that's I mean, let me give you a perfect example. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about let's talk about your Falcons. Very relevant right now. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect example. Here we go. So Falcons launches, right? It's this awesome damage out of cloak. You have Rat King builds coming out of the woodwork and start running. Hunters are running Crucible again, right? We're coming mm -hmm. out. We're doing extra damage. You can't see us. We're sneaky. And of course, that is like you want to piss off the PvP community. Holy cow. <laughs> give invisible hunters more power. Um, and, and, and so, by the way, before I go on, I want to state that I think that rework for Gryph Falcons is a far superior change to the exotic overall. And I think it will get much higher usage rate. And, and I am having way more fun with Gryph Falcons builds now than I was mm -hmm. last season. It's, it seems to be rocking both PVP and PVE. Um, it's pretty great. It's a little yeah. less in PVP, a little yeah. less relevant because the, the volatile only lasts three seconds. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you don't, I mean, you come out and you don't hit somebody with a void weapon in three, I mean, it's gone. And, and, and it's the same in Gambit, by the way, which I think sucks. I get it because mm -hmm. it's PvP technically. Yeah. But when I'm trying to mow down ads with a hot Grafalcons build in, in, in Gambit, which is what it's 90-10, right? You shoot a Guardian 10% of the time you shoot ads. Having that really short volatile window sucks. Mm -hmm. But anyway. Um, but, you know, that 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 original state of Grafalcons, as powerful as it was, was a pretty adequate counter to Overshields, Barricades, you know, the mm. Arc Melee on World. It was kind of the thing that was, it was Hunter's powerful thing, right? It was the thing they had. Um, and I think because, you know, even even with the changes, I'm, I'm be willing to bet there's still a majority Hunters in PvP, mm -hmm. uh, just by the nature of, of the class. Um, that, that, you know, it gets more attention, gets more focus. And after less than a season, well, it was disabled for the first half of the season. And then it was reworked by the end of the season. And, and, you know, we look at something like one-eyed mass that has lived in perpetuity in its current state, which is not overpowered anymore, but when in its, in its original meta, it was, I mean, a non-choice. It mm -hmm. was the exotic you run on a Titan. And, it, you know, it was allowed to live despite the feedback for so, 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 so long. So I think that, like, you know, one of the things that maybe has to happen is, is we have to be willing to accept that there's going to be, you know, as, as frequently as there are changes to what's heavily impacting the majority, um... I think there maybe has to be a little bit more flexibility and willingness to change what's affecting uh, the minority, aka the Titan kit, and mm -hmm. and the 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 uh, lack of performance on the Warlock kit. You know, we we need to see more frequent bumps to Warlock. Um, you know, as, as frequent bumps to Warlock as we see uh, scales back on Hunter. You know, mm -hmm. like there's you know, and and Titans, you know, kind of putting put up a little bit above and then being allowed to exist there for so long. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't, that one I, I can't really explain, but I think that uh, there's definitely, you know, for as frequent adjustments that, that happen to hunters, it seems that there needs to be more of that across the other two classes. Gotcha. Um, we're, I know we're kind of like crunching up against time because <laughs> yeah. we're, we're doing yeah. this on a different day <laughs> than, than I normally, than okay. I normally do. But, um, so the, those thoughts, I'm assuming a lot of those go into your your trials thoughts, even outside of like yeah. the, the playlist. Um, I would say so. I mean, I think population is the biggest issue for trials, mm -hmm. and and it doesn't have to be a big long thing. But I think that right now, you know, I I tweeted yesterday that that if I if I recognize a name in 25 percent of my matches in a game mm -hmm. with millions of players on a trials weekend when there's no flawless pool and we're all in the same queue all weekend long with a brand new weapon, that's a population issue. Yeah, that's a, I, I shouldn't recognize. I shouldn't see the same name twice. I should recognize anybody, mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe locationally. But but, you know, I think that that's uh, with if that's the case, you know, if I'm seeing, you know, oh, I know them. they stream. I hung out with them last week. That's a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. Like that just shouldn't be 
that's that's not a um, that's not a healthy playlist. It's not a, it's not a playlist that's being incentivized enough to to encourage players to jump in and give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And 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 the 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 combination to that is is Bungie has repeatedly created systems in place that want to make trials a more approachable playlist, mm-hmm. including Flawless Pool, including Freelance, uh, changing the way matchmaking works. And at the same time, they're also um, you know. Uh, you know, uh, uh, allowing things like reset culture to exist, uh, you know, creating a space where the only players who feel safe are 2.5 carry teams, um, you know, and, and like a new player just doesn't, that is not enough incentive to go in and try. Mm-hmm. So you, I think they have to kind of pick, do you want the elite of the elite to be the only people in trials or do you want to create a more approachable uh, experience for your players? They're kind of trying to do both right now. And I don't think it's working. Yeah. Um, one last note before, before, we get you. We get you on your way um, to, to your stream today, um, which I know you're on a partner push for. So, if anybody who's here listening to this, please <laughs> go support this man. Um, something that came up yesterday that I find yeah. interesting, yeah. Um, because I feel like yeah, this tweet got a lot of attention. Um, Ziegler, formerly Riot Ziegler, uh, okay. who was the game director for Valorant, has now Ooh, been hired yes. at Bungie. Yes, yes, uh, yes. And I know we still have, um, we still have the um, oh, Bungie's putting out a new game next year, is it or something like, like that in the next couple of years? Mm-hmm. Um, that is like a third-person extraction kind of shooter thing. We have Destiny as as being part of that, and that I know that they want to be a studio where they um they're working on multiple games. We still know very little about, uh, matter. Hmm. Yeah. So unless that's the, the other game that they, had, they had announced, unless that was the code name for the other game that was announced, this seems very interesting to me. Um, it does. It certainly does. I don't know if it would be for a completely new IP or for like maybe some, some destiny stuff. But them bringing somebody over of of this magnitude with Valorant that seems like a very it, it seems like people enjoy Valorant a lot for um, the gameplay that you're able mm-hmm. to do in there. Um, yep. Do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, it's early days, so it's all conjecture. I yeah yeah. I mean my my thoughts on it are are. Um not going to be majority thoughts this is not this mm-hmm. is a uh a, a topic that i tend to differ from the vocal community um i think it's awesome they're bringing on you know successful pvp people to kind of create experiences for that segment of their player base i think that's great mm-hmm. uh, i hope that um under no circumstances does this person touch destiny okay um i think the the more and more we move towards you know a, a competitive you know pvp environment aka kind of what we got at launch mm. which is easily the most you know flat and even you know the pvp sandbox has been um the further we get from destiny's identity mm-hmm. uh you know and, and i i see the, the the you know the calling for a, an ability list playlist and mm-hmm. you know uh the the scrims that are set up to with with bands on exotics and subclass and the and I think that you're you're trying to create something out of out of uh you know you're you're it just that's not that's not what destiny is. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's this cry for 
Destiny is the best feeling first person shooter on the market. There's no secret to that. I think that mm-hmm. nobody will deny that whether they play or not. Um, but at the same time, there are companies that are doing PVP better. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, Call of Duty and Valorant and, you know, Overwatch and people like that. Um, and they want Destiny's awesome feeling gameplay yeah. with that PVP experience. And I think that those two things are just not, that's not a, that's not a combination we can have. Mm. Um, uh, and at so, least not in you know, Destiny. I, not in Destiny, yeah. right. Not in Destiny. Sure. And, and if they want to make a, a Valorant-like or Tarkov-like, you know, style game that exists independently of that, that's, that's meant to create that kind of competitive experience and use Bungie's systems, perfect. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like go, I'm all for that. Um, but I think that, that to me and my, my, my personal hot take on this is that I, I, I like the destiny is a, is still space magic and, and, you know, and, and fantasy. Yeah. Um, and I, I would hate for it to, to lose some of that identity because it's trying to create a, a again, trying to a please everybody. I think it's impossible to please everybody and you got to kind of make some, some decisions. Yeah. Well, dude, Teej, it was wonderful having you, man. Thanks so much. Oh, I had and so much fun. I'm excited for for the folks at home to hear this one. Uh, and um, yeah, why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet? Sure. Yeah. Um, so on Twitter and Instagram, I'm BDTeej. That's T-E-E-J. On uh, uh, Twitch and TikTok and YouTube and Hive, I am Big Daddy Teej. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I talk about mostly Destiny. Sometimes you get me uh, clamoring about how much I love Elden Ring or uh, how much I love but can't recommend spending money on the new Pokemon. And um, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, what you'll find is that in my in my online communities, I, I've, I've built a, 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 a vibe on the concept of compassion and uh, intolerance and kindness. And I think that uh, Dan, you share a lot of our share a lot of values when we when we sit down in the chair and um, you know, I think if, if you're looking for a space that's a safe place to come and be who you are, regardless of your worldview or, 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 or your destiny opinions, you can, you can come and hang out with, with me if you want, because uh, we're not going to shut you out for, for anything. And that's why this next election cycle, we're running for office. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Dan and Teej, 2024. <laughs> Can you imagine if they let us run anything? We would, uh, we country. Would I don't burn. want to run anything. <laughs> no, we would. I mean, to be dead, be I the end. Would not. I would rather. <laughs> I would rather be shot <laughs> than, yeah. than run a country. Oh, Your stimulus boy. package, guys, would be copies of Destiny. We'll send them to every American home. That'll do it for this week, Guardians. My name's Danfinity. You can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram and the TikTok at Danfinity. Where the guys are else you can find me three days a week. Twitch.tv forward slash Danfinity. Helping Guardians out in PVE activities. If you'd like to support the show, be sure to rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. Anything you say helps us in the algorithm. Also, this show is listener supported. So if you want to give three bucks a month to help keep the lights on, you can go on over to coffee.com forward slash Danfinity. That is ko-fi.com forward slash Danfinity. Links are in the show notes. Happy holidays, Guardians. And I hope you find what you're grinding for. <laughs>